What's up, Phillies fans? Welcome back to another episode of Standard Sports Talk, the only Hill Country sports podcast hosted by the Fredericksburg Standard Radio Post. I'm Reed Graff, the sports editor, and a little bit of a fast-paced episode because Coach Moffitt, you got I got to get you back to work. But thank you for taking uh, some time out of your day to chat with me. You bet. Glad to be here, Coach Moffitt, uh, head football coach and athletic direct, athletic director of Fredericksburg uh, football and Fredericksburg ISD. Busy time for y'all. School classes yeah, started today. It's a busy day for sure. Um, kind of changed our routine a little bit. You know, we've been going for two weeks with just football practice and, and various other events going on related to football, picture day and night of champions and scrimmages and those kind of things. But today we kind of, you know, dive back into the normal school routine. So it was a good start to the day. Um, changed up our practice schedule a little bit, freshman stop practicing with the varsity and the JV and kind of separate and uh, kind of get to do their own thing today. They're in a different athletic period, uh, fifth period, and then the upperclassmen are first period. So we started early this morning like we've been doing all along. I think the first period of practice started at 6-12 today, and uh, we finished up in the weight room during the athletic period and uh, come back this afternoon and do some special teams and watch some film. And then the freshmen will practice after school. So. Yeah, we finally got to see you guys hit somebody else, and we saw you all in the inner squad. Yeah. But last week we were able to get out to Navarro and face a pretty talented Navarro team, and they kind of punched you in the mouth early, but y'all responded. What was your kind of takeaway from that? Yeah, no, that's that's it. I mean, I, I, you know, we didn't, we didn't, you know, panic. That was the main thing. You know, we gave up the first series, ten play series. We gave up three explosive plays, and, uh, you know, one of them got called back, thank goodness, <laughs> for a blocking downfield penalty. But uh, So we gave up two explosive touchdowns. You never want to start a scrimmage that way. Uh, one of them was a pass, you know, typical uh, play a slot tee, and typically a guy gets wide open. In that case, we actually had him covered, and the quarterback just threw a really good ball, and he kind of dropped in over our defender, and our guy fell down, and their guy went and scored. And then the other one was a, you know, in the slot tee, you got – you got to fit every gap and we didn't fit a gap and we kind of missed a tackle and you know that that results in a touchdown so that's that's the way it goes but we we settled in after that um and uh and and you know our offense responded and and moved the ball up and down the field on them um and and put some points on the board so so it was a good 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 way to respond from an early you know kind of a shock you know, kind of. I think I described it as punch drunk on mm -hmm. uh, yeah. on Friday night. I mean, we were a little punch drunk at first because we didn't expect that to happen. You know, we felt – I think our defense felt really good. I think our coaches felt really good about the quality of our defense up to that point. And then all of a sudden, that first ten play set and the first five plays, we give up two explosive, <laughs> you know. And so we're kind of going, oh, well, hold on, what's going on? Um, but I think we responded well and, and we settled in. And, and really, we shut down their ones the rest of the game. You know, the only other time they scored – um, they scored another long run, so we gave up three explosives, and then they scored on a short field in the quarter. You know, we turned it over and gave them the ball on the 22-yard line. Um, if you do that, you got to expect to give up some points. Uh, you know, you can't afford to turn it over, so that one's really not on the defense. But the offense responded, uh, and and I don't recall them, you know, stopping us, or I don't remember us getting a three and out. You know, I don't know yeah, if we, we had to punt Maybe much. a little bit right out the gate, but then yeah. you started getting those the passing game working, and when first when Cole Emwell gets going and those your yeah. receivers start making plays, you guys can be hard to stop. Yeah, we had some big explosive plays, but uh, probably the thing that stood out the most about offense was the running game. Yeah, uh, yeah and we, I wanted to get to that. 
Yeah, no, we we had uh, you know we had four four different kids carry the ball for big yards, which you know that's a that's a direct relationship or correlation to our the play of our offensive linemen. I thought our offensive line did a good job. We had some kids who were banged up. Uh, you know, kid that played a lot last year, Jordy Hernandez was kind of out with an ankle situation and so we had David Suarez who played a little bit last year as well and then we brought up a, a sophomore Colton Aiken kind of stepped in and you know they they worked really well with Clayton and Derek and Rusty and uh, Sam and uh, you know they were they were they did a really good job I mean and when you can run the ball against a team like Navarro you know you got a chance I, th- I thought we did really well with that especially like you said with Navarro a team that prides itself on winning the trenches and I think you guys won the trenches at least in that scrimmage so. I, I saw Certainly feel like we did, you know. I mean, I, you know, you, you like to write off those explosive plays. Certainly, if it's a game and you give up three explosive plays, that's twenty-one points. And right. So, um, but but you know, if we're keeping scoring that deal, we're able to come back. I think we went ahead twenty-one to twenty, the last set of controlled scrimmage, and then we traded touchdowns and extra points in the in the game scrimmage and so you know by my tally we won 28 <laughs> so, and even the first touchdown yeah. in the live quarter was more or less because of an error made by y'all it was you gave them good field position and then y'all were able to go 60 yards in two plays so right right no and that, and that part was good too you know we had our own explosives kajinski had a big explosive uh pass play for a deep touchdown um Jesse Leha had the big explosive run in the in the in the controlled uh, quarter part where he I don't know 60 65 yard run whatever it was um, and then and then uh, John Fritch had a big run up the sideline as well which uh, you know was in the last part of the scrimmage but that that was able to you know we had that big run to score or he got us down there and he scored two plays later and then we turned around and threw the big deep ball to to Cade so you know we we kind of traded those big explosive plays with him. So How impressed good. were you with your two running backs, so specifically Jesse and John? I mean, because Jesse, you knew he was going to be the speed back, and you were able to get that explosive play yeah. that the old guys want from him. But then John kind of coming in and really being the bruiser. That yeah, you know, um, we we you know we we hadn't seen John. You know, we'd seen John on film, um, and and we speculated that maybe you know John was kind of instructed at Heritage maybe not to not to hurt people in practice you know he's a big kid yeah and so we really hadn't seen that from him in practice um, we saw it in the inner squad he had he had some good runs in the inner squad but in practice he really hadn't shown us what he can do as a running back and so you know I think going against a different team going against a different color jersey a different opponent I think he turned it up a notch on both sides of the ball I think he played really well on defense as well so we're really pleased with him um, as a move in and and you know he's a lot faster than I thought he was I heard he was fast mm-hmm. um, we saw him get up the sideline and, and make some you know really elusive moves and stay in bounds and, and yeah. then and then be able to truck somebody when he has to you know mm-hmm. um, that part's really good and then Jesse you know Jesse's Jesse we we expected that out of Jesse Jesse's got great vision um, Jesse can get skinny in a, in a little crease and then get square to the line of scrimmage again and, and be gone because he's so fast. So, you know, he's one of the faster kids we've had play that position uh, in the entire time I've been here. So I think they're going to end up being a good uh, package, one-two punch, if you will. You know, we they, they play the same position, but – now we're challenging ourselves on offense to figure out a way to get them both in the backfield uh, at the same time. And, and, and they can both block for each other. And, and so what that does is that creates a situation where you're not as tendent 
as you might be if John's playing the R position and Jesse's playing the A or vice versa. Yeah. Um, if you can get them both back there in the backfield at the same time and one of them can block for the other one, then the defense has to balance up because they can't they can't pick a side and say, well, Jesse's on the left, so they always run to the right, or Jesse's on the right, they always run to the left. So um, that's going to help us from a, from a schematic standpoint. So that's what we were talking about this weekend. You know, how are we going to utilize both of those guys in the running game? And so when I talked to you after the scrimmage the other day, yeah. you, you were pretty positive with how the guys looked. And, but you also said, I got to look at the film, and then I'll really tell you. Yeah. You had a couple of days to look at film. What, what, yeah. what did you and your coaching staff take away from it? Yeah, you know, um, they got to, the biggest thing we took away on defense was they've got to believe what we tell them. Um, when you play the slot T, you have to read your keys. And we, we got breached a couple times because we didn't read our keys. And we, we read the wrong key, and the wrong key took us the wrong place, and therefore we had one gap that didn't get filled. Mm-hmm. And so somebody – somebody you know gets that explosive play so I think from a defensive perspective it's good to say look you know you got to do what we tell you You can't do it your own way you've got to um you've got to coach like you've been played to I mean play like you've been coached to play and do do what you've been coached to do um so that's a positive for us that we'll we'll bounce back from that and when we play a slot t again or when we play another offense you know they'll trust us a little more about reading their keys that's a normal thing you know it's just like a parental relationship with a kid you know parents can tell kids something over and over again and, and they're not going to believe you till it happens mm-hmm. and that's kind of why you show the film that's why because they'll tell you 15 times that they step with their left foot until you show them on film what they step with their right foot and and you say look see look in the film you, you step with your right foot so that's kind of the parental relationship that we have to establish with the film and and help them understand that you know we we know what we're talking about we've been we've been doing this a while you know we we know how to fit gaps and how it works in our defense and our offense and so y'all got to trust us us to know that we're going to put you in the right place and so a lot of that came out of the film and then and then from an offensive perspective I think we uh we understand you know in the scrimmage part you know how part how important making mistakes are you know we we put ourselves in a hole because we got a penalty on first down and then we turned the ball over on second down and that gave them a short field and gave them a chance to score well we were able to respond so you know, I think Coach Huff told the kids Friday night, you know, we can't get too excited when things are going good and we can't get too down when things are going bad. we got to kind of stay consistent. And I think that's something that I want them to hear, you know, for the whole year. So, yeah, I mean, the film was good. Um, you know, of note, we didn't really do kicking game, but I couldn't have been more impressed watching the film of our extra point. You know, we were 100%. We didn't miss one. Uh, Giovanni Alva. I think he's going to have a chance to be really good. He gets the ball up in a hurry. It gets really high on an extra point. Um, and I think we're going to be pretty good up front to block for him. And so next week against Lago Vista, we'll get to see him kick kick off and hopefully maybe get to see him punt and see some of the other guys punt. And yeah. And we'll do a little more kicking game. So, But otherwise, you know, the film, the film was about what I thought before watching it. You know, there were some things we got to fix for sure. And, and there's some, you know, some bright spots, some different kids that shine in different positions. Before we move on to Lago Vista, because I do yeah. want to talk about yeah, what yeah. you're going to get out of them. But I, when I, I got to watch quite a bit of the JV freshmen. And, and yeah, I've yeah. noticed this just since getting here is I'm really impressed with the quarterbacks y'all have here at Fredericksburg, oh, yeah. all the way down to freshmen, but specifically yeah. at the JV with Reed and then and Sam Seidenberger backing up Cole, and then, yeah. of course, Cole Emmel and how great he is. Yeah. I'm just really impressed with the quarterbacks at Fredericksburg, and that has to give y'all a lot of optimism that while Cole has got it locked down right now, the future looks pretty good at that position. Yeah, it does, and I think um, any program, you know, that that's, that's of, of quality – 
you have to have that built in. Um, I, I give Coach Hoff all the praise for that. Um, he took over six years ago. He immediately, um, previous to him, we, we had gotten in a situation where our starting quarterback had gotten hurt during that season. That was the 2000, I think, 15 season. Starting quarterback got hurt against Bernie um, and, and couldn't play the rest of the year. And we didn't really have anybody ready to play. And uh, and so coming out of that season, you know, we, we talked a lot about the quarterback development program. And Coach Huff does a quarterback school in the spring uh, where he invites anybody and everybody that's played quarterback all the way down to seventh grade from St. Mary's, from FMS, whatever. They come over before school and they, they take a class on being a quarterback. And it starts out in the classroom and they go through – the intangibles of being a quarterback and all the characteristics of great quarterbacks. And he's got a PowerPoint that's got video and pictures of great quarterbacks throughout history. And and, and, and so he just kind of teaches them how to do that. And then they progress through the offense in the classroom. Uh, and then they take it outside and they start throwing and catching. And, and then that's when we invite the receivers to come. And, and so, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a made – program that you know is is instrumental in developing those kids and I think you know any good program I think you want to have six to eight quarterbacks in seventh grade you want to have four to six quarterbacks in eighth grade you want to have three to four quarterbacks in ninth grade you want to have two to three quarterbacks on your JV and you got to have at least two on your varsity so I mean I that if you if you add all that up you know, you're talking about 20, 20 plus kids playing quarterback in your program. So um, now the the hard part is at the lower levels, they got to play other positions. So so you want to develop them as quarterbacks and go to the quarterback school and all that. But they're also going to play free safety and they're also going to play the slot receiver and they're also going to play running back. And you know, the guy who's the guy is going to be the guy when the game's going on. Yeah. Uh, but but you want to have a couple. So you know, I, I I go all the way back to my son, 2011 was an eighth grader. He was like the third string quarterback that year and he came home on a Wednesday night and he said, Dad, I'm starting a quarterback tomorrow and I was like, What? What just happened? And he said, Well Cole got hurt and the other kid broke his arm and it's my turn to shine and so, you know, we sat around the table at home drawing up plays and talking about how to do stuff, you know, and that's just the mentality you have to have because as we talked two weeks ago, the quarterback position, you know, is the most important position on the field. You've got to have somebody there that can do the things you need them to do. So it's pretty important. Yeah, I just noticed that. I'd watch y'all play, yeah. and I've just been so yeah. impressed with the quarterbacks. But yeah. Uh, yeah. I wanted to move on. You you yeah. faced y'all faced uh, Navarro for a reason. You wanted to see that we slot T uh, heavy run offense. Yeah. What is Lago Vista going to give y'all this week? You know, they're a little more balanced. They're going to throw it a little bit more. Um, they, they're they're uh, they're still a run first team, I think. Uh, watching the film on them, we we did trade scrimmages with them, and 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 we've scrimmaged them before. So we, you know, I talked to coach and coach coach Phillips, and he he said they're pretty much doing the same thing. He likes a triple option. Um, they run shotgun spread. He calls it a, a vanilla spread, but um, their bread and butter is, is option. You know, they're going to try to run downhill option and mix in some RPOs. They're going to try to throw the ball a little bit more than the is so you know they're going to force us to balance up on defense a little bit I think and uh, and be able to you know when you play um, an option team you got to kind of revert back to assignment football like the like the slot T you know you got to have somebody on quarterback you got to have somebody on the dive and you got to have somebody on pitch every single play or, or otherwise you know they're going to get a big play on you so so I think um, that's the challenge uh, for us 
at least defensively, is being able to balance up and be able to, you know, play the option to either side of the ball, plus still cover the RPOs and, and be in good coverage for the play action stuff they do. They look pretty good on film. You know, they played they played three or four rounds last year. I think they played four four playoff games. So they played Lano, I think, in the regional finals round four last year, and then Lano ended up going to the semifinals. So you know they're a good team, no question. They graduated a bunch of good kids, but they've they've got some dudes on their team this year as well. And then defensively, they run a four three, um, and and they've got they had a move in that's a coach's kid that's an exceptional player on the defensive line. He's number forty two, I think, um, and he's uh, he's he's really good up front on the defensive line. He plays running back on offense, um, and so you know he poses some challenges for us up front. Uh, typically, going all the way back to previous to being here our offensive scheme was based on figuring out who their best defensive lineman is and either running away from them or trying not to block them or or coming up with some kind of RPO game where you can throw behind them so you're not having to try to you know outman somebody you know you just let that good player be that good player yeah. and try to try to run away from him as much as you can and mm -hmm. try to you know do things away from him or or in a different direction or make him be the pitch man you know so yeah. that he has to make a decision so those are all things that I think will, will be challenging for us um but but other than that I mean they're they're a good program coach Phillips done a great job over there I you know, we've been scrimmaging them since the second year I got here, and uh, it's always a good scrimmage. Used to, they ran the slot T. They were our slot T team that we played, um, and then they went to the spread when he took over, and we were scrimmaging Medina Valley. They went to the spread. So Panthers. once we stopped playing Navarro in the district – that's when we started scrimmaging them. After a couple of years of not playing them, uh, we started scrimmaging them. And, and we, we already, Coach Blunt and I, Friday night, agreed to scrimmage each other next year. So we're going to continue with that. And I, I will, you know, Coach, that's part of this year is this is a realignment year. So each week you'll talk to the coach about, hey, do we want to play next year? Do we not? Yeah. Whatever. So um, we'll see. Um, coach, issue with us in Lago Vista is we always have bigger numbers than they do. It always uh, is – it's always difficult for us because we have – just for instance, we have 43-plus freshmen. They have 16 or 18 freshmen. So that's going to make it a little lopsided, not yeah. so much in the if score. you have more kids you want to get well, on the field. Well, it's going to make – got a bunch more kids we got to get on the field. Right, yeah. So they're going to keep playing us with the same group of kids. And so when we have our ones out there, it's going to be their ones. And when we have our twos out there, they're still going to have their ones out there. So sometimes it ends up being a little lopsided because our twos are playing their one and sometimes our threes are playing their ones. And so – um, it, it's not a great confidence builder for our kids, but it's a good confidence builder for our program to know we have that many kids playing. So yeah, the JV is kind of the same way. We have 30, 32 or 33 on our JV, and I think they have 16 to 18 as well. So so we'll see. But other than that, I don't think I expect us to maybe keep scrimmaging him. I, you know, we'll see whether he wants to keep doing it or not. So. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing what it looks like. And, yeah. uh, and of course, Whenever y'all faced Navarro last week, we got to see the offense. We saw some things, but I'm sure there were some things that y'all want to work on. Yeah. What are those things that you're hoping to see improved on from a week ago to Thursday? Yeah, I think I think we just got to keep improving on on you know on defense. We got to improve on fitting our gaps and and following our assignments. Um, I think we we do a better job of tackling. You know, um, we 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 had a chance to tackle those guys on some of those explosives and we missed some tackling. So I, I don't think I'll ever be satisfied with our tackling. I don't think Coach Wilder will ever be satisfied with our tackling unless we tackle people on the line of scrimmage or behind the line of scrimmage every single play. I don't think we'll ever be satisfied with our tackling um, in a safe manner where kids aren't you know getting hurt. So. So um, I think tackling's got to improve. I think our fits have to improve on defense. We've got to 
make sure we play assignment fits on on off. I mean, on defense. And then offensively, I think um, you know we've got to do a better job with our screen game. We dropped some balls. Um, our screen game was pretty good. Um, we dropped a few balls that we should have caught. I felt like so we got to do a better job with the fundamentals. Um, but I, but I really liked our scheme, and I, I think the biggest thing is we just got to keep improving. We got to just keep getting a little bit better each week, and then um, adding a little bit to it. You know, we haven't gotten to the whole depth of the offense yet. Coach Hoff and Coach Gibbs uh, are exceptional at, at installing the offense, and hopefully by by the time we get to district, we'll have the whole offense installed. Um, we'll install a little bit each week as we move forward. Um, you know, you got to have a whole gamut of things. You know, a lot of people don't think about it, but you, you know, you have to practice the quarterback sneak. You have to practice the victory formation. You have to practice. You know, you have to do all of the different things yeah. that you're going to have to do in a game, and so that's part of the installation process. Um, and so, you know, we, we, we've got a – Coach Hoff's got a calendar, and, and we'll be ready to do certain things against Lago Vista, and then we'll be ready to do some more things against Sam Houston and then some more things against Kerrville, and, and all working toward that district where we'll be able to – you know, he'll be able to open the whole book. Now, we'll never open the whole book on a weekly basis – um, we'll we'll open a portion of the book based on what the other team does or doesn't do or what right. their weaknesses are or who their better players are or whatever. You know, some teams will just take away stuff that you do just because of who they got playing that position, you know. Mm -hmm. So, well, but that's what you want to be able to do is do it all and then fine-tune it each week when you get to district. So, and yeah. kind of wrapping things up, you have yeah. a, you have an exciting event going on on Saturday with, with some of the moms of the program. Yeah, um, so that? I will. Punt, pass, and sip will be uh, from 6.30 to 8.30 at Lost Draw Cellars. Um, I think it's $40, $35 or $40 per mom. Um, and it certainly doesn't have to be moms. It can be female fans. It can be grandmas. It can be... It can be husbands if they want. We'll we'll certainly take their money. Um, it's a fundraiser. It's um it's how the moms raise money to help pay for team dinners and and pay for our meals and stuff like that when we travel. Um, we did it two years ago, um at Lost Draw as well. Shout out to the Otmers family for, um you know donating their time and donating. You know they open up after hours for us so we mm -hmm. can do that. Um, and, and it's just a great event. Um, we go in and we talk about the core values of the program, what, what the value of football is, why, uh, why, why football is important um, to a young man, why we think all young men should play football, um, you know, why, why it's so important to us. And then just talk about the basics, offense, defense, um, teach, them, teach the moms the safety of the helmet. You know, the concussion situation is always – big news around the country so we talked to them yeah. about the quality of the helmet and how they rate helmets and and all the different you know aspects of using a helmet and all that stuff and then coach wilder does a really good job of teaching him how our, all of our coaches um, have been trained in the atavis tackling protocols and how we teach safe tackling so that you know we want the moms to make sure that they know that their son's safety is number one to us. Um, and then we, you know, we have some fun and we, you know, we let them ask questions and we talk about officials and it's just kind of a, we used to call it moms 101. So it's just basic football for moms who, who maybe don't know that much about football. And, and certainly our wives come too. And so they've learned a little bit. And so it's a really big event. And right now I think we've got 40 or 45 people signed up for it. We're hoping to have, you know, 80 to a hundred ladies there so we can you know have a good time so it'll be fun but 6 30 to 8 30 on saturday and then we got a couple other things at the scrimmage this week um we'll do an fca rally our fca group will be there um signing up kids to to, to come to 
FCA. Um, that'll just be off to the side of the concession stand, and I don't know whether they're going to feed people or not, but they'll have games set up and things to do for the underclassmen after their scrimmage is over. Um, and then we'll uh, do Our Day to Shine, which is the Texas High School Coaches Association uh, Benevolence Fund fundraiser, um, and they ask us to do that at every scrimmage or home scrimmage. Uh, so we'll ask no, for no intermission or no admission. We won't charge ticket pricing, but we will have a bucket set up if people want to make a donation to that. And that's a that's a fund that the THSCA uses to help uh, kids with catastrophic injuries uh, or coaches who you know have catastrophic situations and need financial assistance and we've actually had some kids and some coaches in our program who have benefited from that fund so we'll continue to do that and there's a i'll send it to you but there's a there's a venmo thing that people can donate on venmo for that too as well as not just bringing money to the gate or whatever but but yeah it should be a great week it's a fun week for us to get to scrimmage at home and then uh it's kind of different being in school last year we weren't in school during this third scrimmage so yeah. it's a little different having the scrimmage during school but uh but that's okay it's getting us ready for the school schedule next week and it's good that we're playing on thursday this week because our first game's on a thursday so that gives us we're not going to really be behind the eight ball from scrimmaging on a friday or something right. like that we'll scrimmage on thursday we'll put put thursday night scrimmage in the can on friday and uh and then we'll scout up sam houston on saturday and and start a normal week you know next monday for a, for a game on thursday so should be good to go speaking of normal week yeah. part of the normal week will become this show yeah uh, you bet man i love it it's great I every think it's week awesome. you can look for another standard sports talk with coach moffitt doing exactly what it's we great. did today just breaking down this week's opponents and last week's games so I've enjoyed it so far, and I think today was a great episode. But It's been great, Reed. You're doing a great job, and we appreciate, appreciate the support, that. and we're glad to be able to do something like this. It's, it's, it's super awesome for our community to be able to have something like this. It's a lot of fun. Well, uh, thanks again, Coach. I'll talk to you next week. Sounds great. Thanks. Thank